You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it, Friday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Friday. I am so surprised we made it through segment one. It uh... <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It was interesting. I enjoyed it about 85% or so. Well... That's why Claudia is here to help coach you to get to 100%. Claudia so. Cantrell, she brings 100% every time she shows up, mm-hmm. uh, period. And she is a Christian coach for women. We're going to talk about that. And an author. And I think the last time you brought your husband in, the good doctor, which Dan thinks his first name is doctor. His first, I think first name is doctor. That's his title. Dr. I think Cantrell. that's his title. Well, I think he'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's fine. Um, he's going to retire hopefully in the next few years. Yeah. But I don't know when. He Hope- Loves his job. I know it. I want him home. Yeah. I want to be able to travel a little bit more, but he loves his job and I want him and to And he's do good it. at his job. He's very yeah. good at his job. That's well, true. Well, now I'm sure he could take uh, a, a little time to travel, right? Because he's been yes. doing this for a while. So. Yes, he can. He yeah. can. We just like to take some time and rent a VRBO for two or three months in Europe and, you know, mm. or, you know, California or New York or just, you know. Somewhere besides Atlanta. That's right. Wow, that sounds like like fun. So your A place would be where? Would it be Europe, you think? If you said, okay, if he said, honey, we're going for three months. Pick a place on the map. And you'd say, "Mm, how about Teaneck, New Jersey? Now, where would you say? I don't think that'd be it. Where would you say? Um, I think it would probably be Europe. I really do. I lived over there for a couple of years, and I miss it. Did you really? I did. Where? I I lived in Switzerland. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. I lived right on Lake Geneva. They call it Lake Le Mans over there. Mm. But right on Lake Geneva, and when you looked out my back windows all along the entire apartment, you saw the Alps. And mm. it was just incredible. Mm. My gracious. So it, was, it was a fun time. Can I ask you what you were doing? You weren't like a spy or anything, and you could, oh. I mean, you, you yes. had to kill oh, me absolutely. if you tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. I was, I was actually teaching physicians and the sales force for a large medical device company. Okay. And so I had the territory of Europe, Middle East, and Africa. My mm. gracious. And we had to bring in uh, physicians, and we had to train the field force to put in a special um, cardio defibrillator mm-hmm. that worked with heart failure patients. Wow, so wow. I did that. I had fun, Tom. It was fun. It did was you great. have to learn the language while you were over there, or did you speak English and people just? Uh, it, it, they they really speak English yeah. as far as what the training is concerned, and uh, just a little bit of French when I would go out into the um, French restaurants mm-hmm. or. Um, just that kind of thing. Yeah, it it okay. wasn't. It wasn't mandatory by any means. If it had been mandatory, I would not have been there. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not real good at that. Yeah. Now, what did you do for fun? I mean, I know when you work, you work. Yeah, but did you I take did. time out to, to have fun? And what did you do? You ski at all or anything? I don't ski, but David does. Okay. Uh, but of course, we weren't married then, and I didn't know him then. But so I was over there by myself. And when we would do launch meetings, uh, launching a new device, or training meetings where we would train the sales force, Uh then that was the travel time because we launched things and had training in Greece, in um, Portofino, in uh, Spain, uh, Paris. Yes. Yes. And it was really, I was very blessed for that because I didn't have to spend my money to do that. Yeah. I have to say. So it was, it was a wonderful. A lot of different food too. A lot of great Mm. cuisine. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. That's right. It was wonderful. Awesome. I actually had some escargot while I was there. I'm not going to tell you that was my favorite, but mm. I did. I did. What was your favorite? You think? You know, uh, in Switzerland they have uh, they have a wonderful fish. It comes right out of the lake, and and they prepare it just beautifully. It's like a perch, and they 
it's filet de perche. And so it's a really, really delicious fish. And they put lemon sauce over it. And, you know, they eat very differently because, you know, their plate sizing is about like our salad plate. Right, right. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, it's really great. But they have delicious food. They mm. do. Awesome. What experience, And the pastry. Huh? Ooh, the pastry. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had us on uh, oh, yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> Food. On pace. On Claudia Cantrell here back. Okay, when we talked to you a number of times before, it was about the book. That's right. What was going on in your world. Right. And now you are a, a Christian coach, uh, specifically coaching for women. So let's talk. How'd you get into this? Was this something you've always wanted to do? or I was drawn to it over the last... I would say four to five years when I'm married in 2012, I decided to take a semi-retirement from being a PA. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, I wanted to be a wife and stepmom. And that was really very important to me. So about two years into that, I had a great, have a great marriage and it was all wonderful. But then you find yourself going, okay, now what, what now? What's now what? next? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be more for me. And so I went to the halftime Institute, which is a wonderful place. They actually have it in Texas. Um, And I was coached myself for a year because I wanted to find my passion. Hmm. I wanted to find the passion and the purpose that God had for me because I believe that God puts that special passion and purpose that's very different from everybody else Mm -hmm. into everyone. So when I went there and I was coached for that year, I was writing the book at that time. So I finished that, but I knew in my heart that God was calling me to be a coach for women. Hmm. I have... um, a very strong connection to mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. because I think that we have the same struggles and problems that sometimes keep us up at night. So I can relate to them. Um, it's things like you would find yourself um, facing rejection, facing loss of confidence, facing unfulfillment. Um, all of a sudden life's turned immediately to the right. And you say, what happened? What's going on? Mm. Um, you've put your dreams on hold because you've, allowed everybody else in the family to have their dreams you put your husband through school the kids are through school and all of a sudden they're gone and you wake up and you say i'm invisible Mm. nobody knows who i am Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of that or you're in a career and you say this career is not exactly what i want it to be and i'm very unfulfilled here what's wrong with me well do i need to change my career do i need to match my core values with my career Mm. Because if you don't match those values that you hold so dear during most of your day, then you're going to end up saying, I'm not happy in this job. But it's not so much the job as it is that you're working ridiculous hours and you never spend time with your family, Mm -hmm. which is one of your core values. Hmm. So you got to match that out a little bit. Um, And so that's that's a lot of it. I just think I've walked a lot in their shoes because I've experienced all of that. How long did it take you to figure out what your passion was? Did you know it right away or did you say, well, you know, I just these are there's like three. But my strongest one is whichever one. How'd that work? I knew my passion was to coach after I had been coached. And I thought about that even before I was coached. But as the time went by over the last few years, as I prayed soul searched and said, Lord, lead me to what you want me to do. Mm. That's when I knew it really was coaching. And it really was women. I struggled with, is it men and women? Mm-hmm. And, and it may be at some point, mm-hmm. but right now I can speak your language. I understand where you're coming from. So it's, it's more about that. And then, you know, you have these fabulous benefits um, to coaching that people don't realize, you know, the sky's the limit. Mm. Um, the person that comes to a coach they're the expert in their life, okay? They may not know what they want, but they say, gosh, something's wrong. Something's missing. 
So the coach takes them from point A to point B, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So let's say, what would it feel like to wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to go to work. I can't wait. Now, you guys are probably doing that. I can't wait. All the time. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) There goes the nose. Um, Can't wait to go to work. Yeah, right. You know, or I've got that self-confidence now. Or I'm energized because I know I'm going to have career and leadership opportunities I've never had before. Love that. Let's do this. We've got to take a hard break. Claudia Cantrell, I love where you're going. Love what you're doing. We'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Stay right there.